What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here. We've got an amazing guest today, Scott Beebe. He is an entrepreneur and small business coach. He is the founder of Business on Purpose and hosts the podcast of the same name. You can learn more at his website, mybusinessonpurpose.com. How are you today, Scott? John, I'm fantastic. I hope you're doing awesome. Oh, I am. And I'm so excited to have you on the show, Scott. And I'm kicking off 2018. We've got a whole new theme this year. And I couldn't think of a better way to start today than to ask you, what is your big why? And tell us a little bit about what you do. We do one thing, John, every single day when we wake up. That's why I tell people Monday is actually my favorite day of the week because it's the first day that we get to liberate small business owners from their chaos. That's all we do all day, every day. And how did you how did you come to find that to be your big why? My whole life has been kind of a bit of a transition. So I I tell people, John, that I've got a fragmented blueprint of a life. Mm. And so I moved all over the country, but a very healthy move. My my dad, every time the promotion or job change, we moved. And so we went literally from east to southwest to west and then back to east. And so over a, a, you know, a a growing up lifetime, man, what an adventure, John, to be able to see all of that. And so when it finally kind of landed in the state of South Carolina in the United States, I ended up going to the University of South Carolina. Uh, Ashley and I met there. Oh, and wonderful. We're coming up on 20 years this oh, year. Congratulations. So not to give my age away, but anyway, <laughs> I know I sound incredibly youthful. So <laughs> You do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so when, when university hit, I then got out, uh, graduated there, went to seminary, and studied theology for wow. three years. And really had no ambition to be a, uh, you know, kind of a career minister uh, person, mm-hmm. but loved business. But at the same time, I'd had this this kind of moment in college where I thought, man, that this following Jesus for me was very important. So I wanted yeah. to grow in that. And so that's what seminary was for me. And then when I got out, I went to work for Pfizer. So I worked for Pfizer for a year and a half, almost two years, conflicted internally. How does my faith integrate with my work? Couldn't right. figure it out. Then went to work in the church world for about five and a half years in Texas, even started our own church, which, oh my goodness, that's a, a whole nother episode. Oh, of that yeah, like. well, definitely. Maybe we'll have to have you come back and share that yeah, story. That, that was amazing. crazy. And then came back to work for Pfizer on the East Coast while we helped a buddy plant a church and we started doing some things globally in Nigeria. Wow. Um, and so we did that. Actually, in 2013, left Pfizer to go be the full-time uh, international administrator for that organization, work in Nigeria. So I was based out of the U.S., but I was in Nigeria a bunch throughout the year. And then in uh, February 27th, John, 2017, it was a Friday. I was in Texas where the headquarters of the organization was. And I walked in as the international administrator, and I walked out with no job. Whoa. We had had an internal complete meltdown with the board uh, of the nice. organization. Eight out of the nine board members resigned on the spot. Oh my and because gosh. my position was directly uh, reporting to the board and the majority of the board had resigned, then they decided to dissolve the position with it right before they resigned. And they felt horrible. They gave us a little landing pad, just enough to kind of you know soften right. the blow. And I hired a coach. And through that process, John, of going back through everything that we had done in this fragmented blueprint of a life that I had experienced up to this point, the one common theme 
was as a, a buddy of mine who's a civil engineer put it, he said, Scott, you help me see things I can't see. Oh, wow. And at the same time, John, I had a huge passion for vision, mission, yeah. values, and then putting things into systems. And I realized the more I got to know uh, small business owners, it, it, I'm speaking purely metaphorically here. So go with me on this. I know yeah, it's a yeah. G podcast, so I'll keep all the language clean. But if you sure. land, if you wrote, if you lined up 20 small business owners, metaphorically, 16 of them aren't wearing any clothes. Mm. Now, and, explain what you mean by that, Scott. Okay, so you know the old phrase, "The emperor has yes. no clothes," and so we all look at the emperor and we're like, "Oh my gosh, it's the emperor." And then you realize that behind closed doors, he's just a guy yeah. or a lady or whatever. And small business owners kind of carry this lure that you see them driving around in their HVAC trucks. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I see I see your HVAC trucks everywhere. Yeah. And then the following response is they're killing it or they're crushing it. And then if you were to go into their office, dig into their financials, you would realize, oh, the business is actually crushing them. them. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. So it's 16 out of those 20. I mean, see, so what did you do with this revelation, this realization? Uh, John, I have to be honest. The, the revelation kind of came in chunks. So it didn't come all at once. That's mm -hmm. been more of a recent amalgamation of all the data inputs, essentially. Yeah. And the way that it came about was that was a Friday where I had had my position had been dissolved. That Monday, I'd already started the Business on Purpose podcast. But the purpose of the podcast was to interview small business owners who were actively integrating their faith in their work because I wanted to learn how they did that. Yeah. And I went to two buddies of mine, both business owners, and I, and they knew what was going on. And I told them, I said, we're going to launch a business and it's going to be called Business on Purpose. And they said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. What do you need? And they were like, well, I, I don't know. What should we need? <laughs> and so we sat down and and we started walking through and I started talking about vision, mission, values and where you're headed, detailed snapshot of the future of your business and all that. And both the guys were like, we don't have that. Mm. And I said, well, let's build that. And they said, all right, bring us a proposal. So brought them a proposal, scared to death. And they were so gracious um, just to kind of roll with it and go, yeah, that sounds awesome. Then we built out their vision, mission, values, John. And we were sitting down in a follow-up meeting after it was all built out and we were kind of reviewing it. And one of the guys goes, so what's next? And I went, I don't know. What do you need? <laughs> and he said, I, I, we're going to need to meet weekly if you want me to integrate any of this. Yeah. And I said, sounds great. And I threw out a monthly price and he was like, sounds great. <laughs> like, All right, here we go. <laughs> and so that's how we, that's how we started the business. And then as time has gone on and as we've had the privilege of being able to uh, work within the responsibility of some real heroic small business owners and, and coach with them through the last three years, that's where we've come to the realization. And as they've been gracious to open their whole world to yeah, us. Yeah. Um, and by the way, it's bringing in that back of that pastoral mindset a little bit into what we do, because when we break open the P&Ls and we're looking at those, or we're looking at the systems build out that they're doing. Mm -hmm. John, none of this is segmented from the other. They're all connected, family, business, Absolutely. emotion, Especially life. for small business owners. I mean, my parents yes. were small business owners. So, I mean, it's like it, it, it was one of those things where it was just a, a big part of your life, you know, whether you were at home, whether you were at work, on the weekends, evenings, I mean, holidays, you name it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, you know, you had a podcast uh, recently and the title of it was Everything's Not Okay and That's Okay. I yeah. think it was Alyssa Carpenter that yes. you – Talk to about that. Everything's not okay, and that's okay. That that phraseology has never quite made it 
mainstream to the small business community. Mm, And so everything's not okay. But in the small business worlds, we all go, man, we're killing it. We're doing great. Everything's good. And the reality is 16 out of 20 in our experience, just wearing no clothes. That's Wow, that's unbelievable. Well, Scott, I'm curious. I mean, you know, growing up, you said you moved around a lot. And uh, I mean, what was your earliest kind of experience or relationship with small businesses or getting to know small businesses? You know, I, John, it's been recent. I'm actually embarrassed to say that I didn't have a lot of in-depth knowledge of the inner workings of the small business. Mm-hmm. I had more in-depth knowledge of the corporate structure just right. because of my time with Pfizer. So you've got this kind of big multinational global giant. And so you're seeing all the, 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 the systems that move within that. A lot of people would call that bureaucracy that moves within that. Now, my time within the church world and the nonprofit world did expose me a little bit to the inner workings of a small organization. Yeah. yeah. Now, to, to talk about a small organization versus a small business, there are so many similarities, but at the same time, there are some subtle differences. Yeah. And so through that experience, that's where I got maybe a little bit of the comfortability with a small business, but it's not until I really dug in and guys trusted me with their business that I really understood, okay, I get it now. I totally get how this is unique and separate from say a corporate experience. Yeah. And Scott, I mean, I have to ask you, is this something you ever imagined how your own career would, would unfold as you were growing up or when you were in school? No, the short answer is no. We're Ashley and I are working really hard to try and balance this correctly with our own kids because, John, 18, my best guess was I was going to go work in motorsports. I actually had started doing summer internships when I was 19 or 20 with uh, Speedway Motorsports Incorporated, SMI, who owns Charlotte Motor Speedway, Texas, Bristol, all those. And so we started doing summer internships with those. And like it was cool. It was fun. It wasn't energy giving. It wasn't like this driving passion. It was almost like, you know what? If I've got to suck up the gig of a corporate job, this isn't a bad place to do it. Yeah. That's that was the mentality. Yeah. Instead of going, this is what drives me. Yeah. And so yeah. I couldn't tell you at 18 or 22 exactly what drove me. And I wish I could have, honestly. I feel like there was a lot of time in my life that I spent um and in, in an ambitious wallow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so there's a paradox there. So I'm driving, driving, driving constant new ideas. And yet I feel like I'm just kind of wallowing yeah. at the same time. I, I, I think, I, I think almost every entrepreneur or small business owner goes through that. So I think I'm so glad that you're sharing that, that it, it sounds like a paradox, but I think I know exactly what you're getting at. And Scott, actually, that leads me into my next question. So, I mean, as an entrepreneur, as someone who's building a business and balancing family, what is the biggest challenge that you face today? The courage to grow mm. is by far the biggest challenge that we face. Um, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an engineer uh, in front of the desk. I love building systems and processes and walking through 2018 projections and thinking through vision stories and mission statements, unique core values, building non-negotiable weekly schedules and writing out process maps. I yeah. love that stuff. What just makes my a pit in my stomach and life goes out of me when somebody goes, hey, we need to uh, we need to pull the trigger on the marketing automation. Oh. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> please. Um, and, and so that's that's something that I'm still learning and quite frankly, learning how to give away and trust somebody to do really well. Because what I found 
is the marketing world is a little bit is it's uh, like you know three parts snake oil and two parts substance <laughs> and i'm trying to find the substance yes and um and the people who live within the substance because there are people that swim and live within substance of marketing but man there's a lot of sharks that live in yeah. the you know, in the other types of waters there. Sure. And, and so, Scott, I mean, uh, that leads me to ask, so where are you today in tackling this challenge? I think that's that's a, another pain point that you've hit on that a lot of us go through, especially when you're starting out as a solopreneur or as a small business owner, is that is that growth point when you're trying to expand. And I'm also glad that you brought up this idea of just being able to trust someone to you know, to, to delegate, to be able to work and, and work with the right people. So where are you in tackling this challenge and, and what are you doing to kind of get through it or get past it? We're at, a, we're at a stage, we're at a holding pattern stage and we're in the holding pattern, but we're still in constant communication with the radio tower. So let me yeah. put it that way in metaphor. And then let me kind of explain where that is. So what we have found is that our we've got a term that we call narrow brilliance. This is the one thing that we feel like we're really good at that maybe a lot of other people aren't that good at. There are other people that are good at it, but just not a lot of other people that are good at it. Mm-hmm. Podcasting and Facebook Live come really easy to us. And so we found two little niches, two little tools within the marketing ocean, and we've decided to anchor up right there and just fish right there. Yeah. Now, there's not a lot of fish down there, by the way. I know people will say, you know, there's six gazillion people on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. They'll go through the whole thing. Yeah, but they still have to bite. Yeah. And you got to be, you know, fishing with the right bait and the right season. And fishing's hard. And so, but we've decided, you know what? We enjoy that. And we kind of know those waters right there. So we're going to anchor up there. And we're going to just kind of be in a holding pattern and just fish out there and get really, really good at that. And so we've even got to the point where when I get out of a client meeting, I've got an app called the Boss Jock app where I can do a podcast on my phone in the car. And so I'm literally taking the question I just got asked in the client meeting. I'm making it anonymous and I'm answering the question through the podcast. I love it. Oh, wow. That's innovative. I love that. That is fantastic. John, what it's allowed us to do is not be as beholden to the schedule, number one. And it's allowed us to get a ton of podcast episodes out in a very short period of time. Yeah, yeah. And so we've done that. So that's our holding pattern. Now, what we're looking to do is we realize that the system is called the Four Steps of Business Freedom system that we have built. Proprietary system takes small business owners step one through step four with a bunch of intermediate processes in between. Very logical, very fluid, and very um, implementable if, if a small business owner is willing to do that. It works. Mm. I, it, 100% of the time when it's implemented, it works. We've got data. We've got everything for it. And so, John, I know some of your listeners can identify with this is you got a product that you go, oh, my gosh, like this works. Um, We've even seen dramatic things like this is uh, increased marriage uh, relationships. This is increased things outside of the day to day business. And so it all works. And there's a bunch of people over there who need it. Like I can see them on the horizon. They've all got flat tires over there. Mm hmm. And I've got the perfect tire to fit their car. Now, some I don't. I don't have the perfect tire for. But for a lot of them, we do. And so the next step for us, what we're starting to do is talk to people who are in the space, who are not necessarily the sharks in that space, but they're very quiet fish in the space of automated marketing to figure out how do we appropriately match 
this great service to liberate small business owners. I love from that income. image, though, Scott. I mean, it's you broke it down so nicely, and you, you have a gift for storytelling. So taking, I, I can see it. You know, the 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 flat tire down the road, and you've got the perfect tire to fit, and that's that's essentially what you're doing, and that's really where that substance part of that marketing comes in, and I think that's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. Well, Scott, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? I'm ready, man. Let's go. I've been waiting on this all day, John. <laughs> awesome. I'm having such a good time as well. I'm curious. I'm going to tweak this just a little bit, Scott. So one of the things that you do, I think you do such valuable work, especially when it comes to working with small businesses. As I said, you know, I grew up with parents who were running small businesses. One of the biggest challenges, I think, is that is what you talked about earlier is wanting to grow, wanting to maybe dip the toe into becoming a bigger business. But when you're so focused, when you're so just trying to to keep up with every minute, much less every day, what is one valuable tip that you have for that small business owner who may be listening to this, wants to do more, but just feels like, you know what, all of my hours, my budget, everything is so tight right now. John, what we've found is the number one deficit across discussions that we've had for three years and we've we've logged um we've actually we, we track this and we log about 20 to 24 hours a week of one-on-one or group coaching every single week mm. um where i'm physically there yeah. either virtually or in the room and so we've got a lot of data points over the last three years to be able to kind of look at this and here's what we found it's not job roles it's not uh lack of capital it's not lack of ideas. It's not lack of organizational structure. It's not lack of any of that. The number one thing that we have found that most small business owners are struggling with is they have no idea where they're going. Mm. And the Proverbs are very clear. Where there's no vision, people scatter. Yeah. And there's a, an incredibly pictorial dialogue between uh, a, a Jewish prophet and God. And God tells this Jewish prophet, the Jewish prophet has been whining, ah, just whining and whining and whining. And finally, God stops him and says, hey, I want you to write the vision down so that those who read it may run. Hmm. And so if you break that down, first, Michael Gerber says in E-Myth, if you don't write it down, you don't own it. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah, it's and that's why we true. have to write goals down. And so write the vision down. Why? So that those who read it may run. So, John, if I share my vision with you, now you can run, but you can either run towards it or you can run away from it. Hmm. And what's beautiful about that is you get to decide at that point. But up until then, we're kind of playing guessing games. Yeah. You know, John's thinking, am I, do I buy into what Scott's doing or not? What I, I'm not sure. But the moment I lay that out there, the moment a politician lays their agenda out there, now people start running. And so we all say, you know, the, the country's so divided. And, and well, of course it is. They wrote their plans down. And so people now run towards it or they run away from it. Yeah. And so for a small business owner to be able to sit down for a period of time, distraction free and literally walk out a detailed snapshot of the future of their business, what we call a vision over a series of a few pages and categories. That's the number one thing missing in most small businesses right now. I think that is absolutely that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Scott, yeah. share with me. I'm curious to ask you, I mean, as an entrepreneur, as a, as a business coach, do you have a favorite website, app, or productivity practice, especially as someone who's balancing entrepreneurship and family? Choose one and share with our listeners that's been a real game changer for you. If I if I talk game changer, John, in pure volume over the last three years, 
Google, I know they're taking a ton of our data, but my <laughs> goodness, they've given us a gift in Google Drive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is, you know, I tell people Dropbox is a really fancy filing cabinet. Google Drive is a really fancy filing cabinet and a really fancy art studio all in the same room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so they they just give that to us. So that's that's the broad one. But I will tell you that the one I use all the time on my phone is the one I mentioned earlier. It's the Boss Jock app. Yeah. And you don't even have to use it for podcasting. If you want to use it, uh, I've got a friend. He does daily devotionals for his kids oh, that's great. through the app and uploads them to Google Drive so they can listen to them on their way into school. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. I mean, I think audio, it, I mean, we're seeing so much. We saw that in 2017. We're going to see it continue in 2018. I think there's the demand for audio. And I love that, that it can be so personalized too. And what you're doing by taking someone's question and then creating that on the spot, on the demand content, I think is really, really cool. Well, Scott, I'm going to ask you this. So what is one activity or choice that you're making today as we record this episode, either you made it this morning or you're going to make it later today. What is one thing that you're doing to move forward? 12-Week Plan is a book by a guy named Brian Moran, and it's a brilliant little book. Uh, but here's what we do. Every 13 weeks, because there's there's four 13-week sections in a, in a calendar year, every 13 weeks, we pull out our 12-week plan template. It allows for three major goals within a 12-week period, and that's it. Once you get to four, you got to, you can't, you got to put in the future section. We actually have built a future section. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and those three goals, then what you do is you break those down in their collective steps. And so the idea is that if you do all the steps, then by default, you've met the goal. And so every 13th week, we build out the 12 week plan for the, for the business. And then each of our team members builds out their own 12 week plan to match what the overarching 12 week plan is. And then every week, Friday at 9 a.m., on our team meeting virtually, we pull up our 12-week plans and we hold each other accountable to them. I love it. And so that's what we're doing every single week. Uh, And then when we get that lull time, you know, John, that lull time where let's say, you know, we started our podcast at one o'clock, but let's say I was like six minutes late. That six-minute lull time, what we tend to do is we scroll Facebook or do something kind of nonsensical. Well, what we've started to train ourselves to do is, hey, if that lag time comes, pull out your 12-week plan. Mm. Is there anything you can be working on right now in in the lull time to get to that goal? I, I love that. That's, that's both a very small but also a very big activity for moving forward. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Scott, speaking of time, are you ready to do a little time travel? Let's go, man. All right. So last year, I spent most of uh, most of my time asking my guests to go in the past. But this is this is a show called Moving Forward. So what <laughs> we're going to do is we're going to set the time machine, and we're going to set it for five years from now. And you're going to visit your future self. Tell us about the Scott that you see in five years. We've got uh, Ashley and I will be approaching 25 years of marriage. So we're almost at the quarter wow. century mark at that point. Uh, and then we've got one child who's likely a senior in college, uh, a sophomore in college and a senior in high school. Wow! And so John, for us, we have a family vision that we've written out and we've got a family mission statement. And our mission is to be a light through adventure, creativity, and time around the table. 
And so where we see ourselves in five years is I'm not only waking up on Monday, still uh, having Monday be my favorite day of the week because we're liberating small business owners from their chaos. But I also see us in five years having that business to a point where I don't work a ton less because I love what I do and I love who we get to serve. But I get to work with a little bit more flexibility in where I'm at so that uh, we go to the university and we can have a pop in lunch and we can spend time and sit down around the table because that's one of our values is being around the table together. So in five years, uh, I'm right next to Ashley and we are somewhere within proximity of our kids so that we can share a table together. I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, you talked both about your business, but also in terms of your family. And I love that, that you already have this plan out in mind. So you don't even need the time machine. You know where you're going. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Well, Scott, how can our listeners learn all about you and the fantastic work that you're doing? Well, John, what we tell people is we're all about providing tools. We love providing tools. We're really good at it. Uh, There's a lot of things we're not good at, but we're good at that. And especially for small business owners, if the small business owner is willing to provide the sweat, then we're more than happy to provide the tools. So the best place to go is mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision. And so we put our, our kind of our time and our effort where our mouth is when we talk about vision. And we decided this is our full vision module, the same vision module that every one of our clients goes through along with the template. It's all up online completely for free. And so if somebody's willing to put the only thing we ask is you got to put in the sweat. So please don't download it unless you're willing to put in the sweat. But if you are, then let's get it. Let's go after it. And hopefully within a week or so uh, and and it it really in about an hour to two hours of time, you just got to be able to schedule it. You'll have a complete two to five page vision story. So you'll know exactly where you want to go. I love it. And we'll have all of that on the write up. Scott, I'm going to have you close out the show. So what parting wisdom would you like to share with our moving forward listeners? Joe Calloway says in his book, magnetic vision without implementation is hallucination. Hmm. And that's really it because you can sit like a piece of gum and chew on that. And that that quote itself will provide flavor for a long period of time. Um, And so I don't even want to provide commentary on it. I think it's best to just leave it. Vision without implementation is hallucination. I love it. What a great way to cap this episode. Scott, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today to share your story and some amazing knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much, Scott. John, I want to publicly tell you, I know how hard it is to put a podcast together and to keep this thing rolling and provide value. And you've built a great stage. You've built a great audience. And the, 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 the fact that you would share it with other people is fantastic. And the fact that you would share it with us is really, really uh, genuine, sincere. So thank you. Thank you for putting on all the work. Thank you. That means a lot. And you as well, Scott. I mean, what you're doing, especially with the podcasting platform, using it as a tool to help your clients, I think that is amazing. Moving Forward listeners, check it out. Again, go to bemovingforward.com. Follow us on social at Be Moving Forward on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week, Moving Forward listeners. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.